The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Brian is off today. One of the uh, biggest stories that we're following this morning, guilty on all counts, the verdict from a federal jury last night convicting 31-year-old former billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of the now defunct cryptocurrency exchange FTX, of one of the biggest financial frauds in U.S. history. The trial featured testimony from Bankman Freed's ex-girlfriend and former business partner who took a plea deal telling the court he set up the systems and directed her to take customer money to repay loans. Bankman Freed took the stand saying more than 140 times that he could not recall events and denying he knew funds were being used improperly. It's a stunning fall from grace for the young man once celebrated as the golden boy of cryptocurrency who now faces up to 110 years in prison. That's Allison Kosick reporting. Sam Bankman-Fried will be sentenced in March. The debate over daylight saving time is raging again with Americans preparing to fall back one hour to standard time early Sunday morning. In Washington, the political fight over daylight saving time has simmered for years. In March of last year, the Senate passed the Sunshine Protection Act introduced by Senator Marco Rubio, which would have made daylight saving time permanent. We can get this passed. We don't have to keep doing this stupidity anymore. But Rubio's bill failed to be taken up in the House as other matters took precedence, including the war in Ukraine and inflation. Recent polls show most Americans support eliminating the seasonal time change, and 19 states have passed legislation or resolutions supporting no more clock changes if Congress will allow it. The former Christ the King Seminary in East Aurora is up for sale. The asking price, $5.3 million. It's being handled by Buffalo real estate broker Hannah Commercial Real Estate. The 117-acre campus on Knox Road has been closed for three years. It features renovated classroom and office space, a 460-seat auditorium, a chapel, library, six dorm buildings, a kitchen, dining hall, recreation building, and a gymnasium. Rick Sukan is COO of the Buffalo Diocese. It could be developed into residential housing, um, senior citizen housing. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, possibilities with uh, that large of a parcel of land. The diocese plans to use the money from the sale to settle child sex abuse lawsuits. A Niagara County legislator is accused of slashing the tire of a truck parked outside a local bar. William Collins Sr., a Republican charged in a warrant with third-degree criminal mischief, a misdemeanor punishable by up to a year in prison. Collins is accused of slashing a tire on a pickup truck outside of Attitudes, a bar in Lockport last week. Police told the Niagara Gazette they have surveillance video showing Collins committing the crime. You can see that video at WBEN.com. They said arrangements have been made for Collins to surrender next week. The owner of the damaged pickup truck told police he saw Collins inside the bar but does not know why he would have slashed his tire. Collins represents Lockport in the legislature's 12th district and is up for re-election next week. WBEN News Time 506. The Bills head to Cincinnati Sunday. It'll be the first time Buffalo's returning to Paycor Stadium since DeMar Hamlin's cardiac arrest January 2nd. Not only will the Bills be playing the Bengals on the same field where the incident took place, but the game will also take place in primetime 
just like last time. WBEN's Brayton Wilson has more on the Bills' preparations heading into this emotional return to Cincinnati. While Bills general manager Brandon Bean expects Sunday's contest against the Bengals to be a good game, he knows a huge topic of discussion throughout the night will be the return of DeMar Hamlin and his teammates to Cincinnati just 10 months after Hamlin's cardiac arrest in a game that nearly saw him losing his life. Despite trying to treat this game as if it was any other week, Bean knows his team will be ready in the days and hours leading up to kickoff if anyone needs any psychological support. We have a lot of checks and balances in place with our support staff. What you may need, I may need something different, but we got a great support staff, you know, all our trainers and and all that crew. Everybody kind of needs a little something different, but we've got all those little things in place. Some guys, yeah, maybe some individual one-on-one time with one of them, maybe some small groups, but I think everyone's aware of what week it is, and we'll try and have them ready to roll so that they can compartmentalize it the best and go out there and play fast. Local sports psychologist Kelly Piper feels the Bills have done their due diligence in the time that has passed since Hamlin's cardiac arrest in offering support for the guys on and off the field to process any of the trauma that took place during that incident. She says there certainly could be concern when it comes to the mental health of a player once they step back on the field in Cincinnati, but Piper knows trauma response is very much different depending upon the individual. There may be some athletes that are able to move through that day in pretty regular form, and there may be others that, you know, have done the work to kind of move through that since it happened and may show up on the day of and be triggered in the way that they wouldn't expect. So I think the team will make sure that they have support in place should that happen and also let that not be their focus with the idea that they have a job to do on that day. More ahead of Buffalo's return to Cincinnati on Sunday is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, uh, Brayton, thank you for that. Uh, be a big one Sunday as we're watching that. We're asking you at WBEN.com this morning, our web poll question, what's your Bills, Bengals pick? Bills by a mile? Bills in a close one? Or Bengals? You can let us know on the right side of our page at WBEN.com. One of the biggest musical acts of all time released their final song yesterday. WBEN's Max Ferry talks with local record store owners about the longevity of the Beatles and the staying power of vinyl records. The Beatles continue to live on and cement themselves in history as on Thursday they released their final song over 45 years in the making, Now and Then. And although half of the Fearless Four have passed on and the song was modified using new artificial intelligence tools, which music lovers have mixed opinions of, their music lives on for eternity as both young and old continue to enjoy the band for who they are, what they represent, and the quality of their vast catalog of earworms. They were always a couple steps ahead of everybody else. I mean, if you listen to albums they made in the late 60s, it sounds like a lot of the music from the 70s. And we can see that now, and it was huge back in the day. But I feel like how much it resonated back then, it will just always be that way. It's timeless. People are still using their music as an influence, and, and it's just, it's ever-present. Phil McAmer, owner of Revolver Records, Inc., record stores in western New York. Most record stores say they will have the single track in stock for this Friday. The single comes pressed on a cool blue vinyl for those Beatles and music collectors. Speaking of records, record stores are continuing continuing to thrive. In recent years, records have started to outsell compact discs for the first time since the 80s. And now, even though an overwhelming majority of music is predominantly streamed through the internet or on your smartphone, it's not uncommon to see new musical artists releasing limited edition collectible vinyl pressings of their albums and people buying or breaking out their turntables and record players to hear it. Digital is probably 95% or 90% of the market. Records are tiny compared to that. However, they are selling, and you look at all major stores like Walmart and 
Target and they all carry records. Why? That's a good question. I think people who love music want a tangible artifact that they can hold in their hands, that they can play for their friends, and they can enjoy the process of taking it out, putting it on. Bob the Record Guy on Transit Road in Depew. Both owners enjoy the fact that music lovers of all ages come in looking for music, both new and old. Hear more at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. All right, Max, but here's something that'll get you. The single, if you want the physical copy, it's almost 20 bucks. That's a lot of money for a single, but it's the Beatles, so there you go. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly sunny skies. Winds will be strong today, gusting around 40 miles per hour with temperatures in the mid to upper 50s this afternoon. Tonight, clouds on the increase, still breezy, overnight lows in the mid-40s. Few showers early on Saturday, temperatures in the low 50s, partly sunny near 50 on Sunday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Rob Lucas from Lucas on Life with David Bellavia is joining me this morning on WBEN. Now and then, the new Beatles release. This was actually written by John Lennon in 1978. Now, Rob, the song was made with a little bit of help from AI. So is this something that you will like absolutely have to have? Um, you know, when you talk about a, a song like this, absolutely have to have, I'm going to say absolutely have to listen to once or twice. If you're the biggest Beatles fan of all time, you want my, if this comes out on vinyl or something, you'll want to own it. But this is what in the industry is called an event record. Event records get a lot of publicity, a lot of hype, but they're not really big hits. It's a good song. It's a pretty song. It's really what technology was made for. I mean, the fact that they could um, do what they've done with something that was recorded back in the 70s and with two of the members no longer alive anymore is is pretty amazing. Uh, As I listened to it, it, at first I, I, I thought it was like Todd Rundgren's Hello, It's Me. It sounded like that in the beginning, especially when the vocals come in. And then in the hook that you just played, very David Bowie-like. I mean, this is almost like a a space oddity, ground control to Major Tom type feel through it with a little bit of the big ending, which, by the way, the song, it's about an, you know, I hate criticizing a song like this, especially a Beatles song, but it's about a minute too long, truthfully. It's three minutes in, you're like, okay, I'm done. But the ending of it sounds a lot like it could have been produced by Jeff Lynne and ELO. If you look at the bigger-than-life ELO songs like Strange Magic or Evil Woman, it's got that kind of feel to it at the end. So a hit record, no, hits you want to hear. A hit record is truly a song you want to hear every three hours for a month, and then you want to hear it again like once a week for the next 10 years. This is not a hit record. It's an event record. It's really interesting that you said that because I, f- I almost feel like it's sacrilegious to diss something by the Beatles. Yeah. And I was reading an article uh, in Variety because I did a lot of research because, truthfully, I listened to it yesterday and I thought, is it bad that I'm not super excited about this? And I'm like one of the biggest Beatles fans of all time. But it, it, a lot of people are saying what I just said without saying what I just said. They kind of feel that way. And also, you're kind of handcuffed by, I think if the the four of them were in the studio together, 
they, the, the song would have sounded differently because they would have said, okay, we need to bring up the tempo here. We need to change this. We need to, we're going to end it a little bit earlier, but they're not. You, you just have to work with what you have. So I think that's the reason why people are going, you know, it, it's okay. We don't want to criticize it too much. You're right. It, it's almost sacrilegious to do that. Yeah. And you look at the, the Rolling Stones album that they just put out where Charlie Watts was on part of it and they brought back Bill Wyman for part of it. Um, that was one that didn't disappoint. That Rolling Stones album did not disappoint at all. Do you know how much the single is for this Beatles song? It, it, as far as price? Yeah. You mean? I, I have no because, idea. I well, know it was like num- I know it was like number one on, uh, uh, hang on, let's go back to 1974. You can have it now for three ninety nine at Music Express, Merry-Go-Round, Caldor, and Sears. Uh, Very good. I know, it was, I, I know it was number one uh, on iTunes yesterday, and I was looking up um, the longest amount of time between somebody having a top ten hit. And believe it or not, it's owned by Paul McCartney and Santana. Santana had Evil Ways, um, or no, Black Magic Woman back in 1971. And then 29 years later, Santana was in the top ten with Rob Thomas and Smooth. Paul McCartney, the Beatles, had a hit 29 years. At, well, well, let's put it this way. McCartney's record was at 29 years because of another, not a hit, but an event record. Remember he was on that song with Rihanna and Kanye called Four or Five Seconds? Uh, uh, we played it on Star for about four or five seconds. But that, because of sales and the way things are calculated now and downloads, that was a top ten hit. So I'm wondering, you know, will, will this be top 10? Will it be number one for the Beatles? It depends on the way digital works now with sales. There's 14 different ways you can look at things. 18 different songs could be number one on 18 different charts at any given time. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, I just was going to tell you that Brian Mazurowski sent me a text. The physical yeah. single of the Beatles is selling for $19. I can see people paying that. Yeah. I, I, I really can. It's just, do you want a, the physical single, $19? Yeah, I didn't know that. I wouldn't pay it. I mean, it's just like I pulled it up, I watched it, and when it came out yesterday, I'm more interested in watching the entire like 12-minute YouTube show of the making of the song. I think that's much more interesting. And actually, once I watch that all the way through, it might make me like the song even a little bit no, more and notice some things that I didn't notice just listening the first couple of times. Yeah, that's true. But who else would you like to see maybe recreated with AI? Recreated with AI? Uh, the old person in me says nobody. If it's not the original, I don't want to hear it because 99% of the time, it's not as good. Uh, yeah, okay. Holly? You know what? Like you go back to Buddy Holly. I mean, we're talking about the Beatles. Um, it's it, Paul McCartney looked up to Buddy Holly. He was a huge fan of Buddy Holly and was influenced by him when when McCartney was younger before he was in the before he was Paul McCartney. But you know, you look at old Buddy Holly songs, they're stripped down, they're raw. You you can picture all four or three three guys in the band together playing it like in one or two takes or five or six takes. And I don't want to mess with that. 
you shouldn't be messing with that. No, I don't want to see anybody come back through AI. All right. That's well put. All right. Hey, what's up this weekend? You've got an event. Yeah, it's going to be in your neck of the woods, Orchard Park, uh, Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Uh, it benefits them. It's called Pints and Pups. Or is it Pups and Pints? Pints. It, it, there's beer and there's dogs there. Join us at Fatty Beer uh, in Orchard Park. I'll be a guest bartender tomorrow, 1 till 3. And a portion of everything we pour is going to go to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. So 1 till 3, I'm bringing my dog, Penny. It, Susan, you and Tim should show up. Bring your dog, Ben. And uh, it, it's it, I love it because I won't be the center of attention because when the dogs are there, the dogs always reign supreme. That's true. But I can't bring my dog to this event. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's great ben? that you can bring Penny. That's great. Okay. We'll see. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.